Listen, a, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm -hmm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will. Black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men. If you can find love, if that man works at whatever job mm -hmm. and is a good man, that's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your worth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And as long as he's secure in himself to mm -hmm. know that, yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff, that is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, but Tyler Perry is a billionaire. He can afford to have his man just pay the light bill. The rest of us have, have, need a man that can pay bills. True, true. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. For real, for real, though, man. He, Tyler Perry can have four or five little boy toys at the crib not paying no bills. He can afford that. The, re right. the rest of these women can't do it. So, it's really not fair to single black women out with that sort of rhetoric. Because I can't blame anybody who wants a certain type of lifestyle. Like if they make it, if they doing for themselves, they making a good living for themselves. They're making like a hundred yeah. plus. If I want to have like a million dollar home and I need a partner who can help me with this. So no, I can't date somebody who's making like 20, 35 K. Mm. Like no, because it's not a ridiculous for me to ask for somebody who's comparable to me. financially mm. speaking, I have an issue with people who just take and take and take. And there are a lot of women that were, let me not say a lot of women, but I've ran into some women who just have the mindset of just take, take, take. Hmm. That's what I have an issue with. It's like, nah. It's a red flag. Do you still believe that, you know, we can and should live life without like anything, quote unquote, like bad or negative happening? I mean, yeah, man. I, like what? It's no reason for us to... to there's no reason for us to, to have sad shit happening in life. Like, if your life is good, mm -hmm. like, rich people don't go, let me, mm, actually, no, maybe I'm contradicting myself, because I was going to say, rich people, or people who have, like, good lives, don't go, like, hmm, what would it be like if I just couldn't pay my bills? Like, what would it be like to just go be hungry for, for a little bit, you know? <laughs> what if, what if I sure. couldn't pay for my kids' chemo? Wouldn't that be nice? Like, just a little bit of adventure, yeah, you know, yeah. a little bit of razzle-dazzle. But... At the same time, I do think, you know, maybe some level of adversity is kind of nice. But, like, I, when I think of adversity, I think of hard work. And and everybody does love a struggle story, but no one actually yeah. likes struggle. struggle. Like it's, it, it, it's, I do know some people that, like, kind of, there are some people that kind of, like, thrive in it that, like, you know, because it's a challenge. You yeah. know what I mean? But what you're describing, like, you know, poverty, famine, like, of course, I like, know, like, that's dry. I don't believe in that. That's, that's not what I was yeah. going with it. Okay, but, what's the specific situation? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. It's like, well, just just how kind of, like, things happen. Like, you know, life gives you roadblocks. Life gives you challenges or tests. And, you know, it's things that you have to overcome. Or just like you said, just to boil it down into one word, adversity. Mm -hmm. Not being, like, poor and destitute and starving for, you know, all your life or whatever. But, you know... Is because like those okay. things do actually if you if you approach it correctly, if you like actually go through it or like, you know, once you get through it, it you actually do learn a lot. Like a lot of times like those be when you learn like, you know, your most valuable lessons. I don't even like school like that. Like so oh, let me let me backtrack. I agree. Yeah, no, you know what? Yes. I think that because it's like a video game. Like a video game that's too easy is not fun mm -hmm. but a video game yeah. that's too hard is also not fun yeah. so i do feel some level of challenge for the game element of life of like because because this is what you want in life what you really want in life is to have challenges that push you to be greater and that you are capable of of overcoming 
like mm -hmm. challenges that teach you how strong you could be without fucking your life up kind of kind of the way that, that people say like oh god only gives you what you can handle kind of shit yeah um which i don't think is necessarily true because obviously like life often like very often just completely fucks people up and they just don't ever get back up again but mm. i in my life i've had challenges and it's great like it's 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 wonderful feeling like you have life handled but in order to do that you have to have something to handle like oh damn i gotta figure out how to get get my money up i gotta figure out how to get you know uh, how to how to find a girlfriend i gotta figure out how to you know solve this problem or fix my leaky roof or what just whatever it is there is a lot of beauty to yeah. That. So, yes, I, I think that if I just had a life where it was just no challenges, everything happened exactly how I wanted it. I never had to figure anything out. I never had to, you know, sit down and make a plan and make a budget and figure out what the next steps are. I just anything I can imagine happened. You're right. That probably would not be an enjoyable life. So, yeah, yes. right. And I think that book, The Alchemist, like really encapsulated what you're describing perfectly. Mm. This is like a perfect analogy to just life. Guy goes on an adventure. Cause he's like, you know, this being at home isn't doing it for me. Like this isn't fulfilling. Like I need to, I need to really go out here and get it, do something better, do something with my life. Goes on an adventure, good shit happens to him, bad shit happens to him, terrible shit happens mm -hmm. to him, great shit happens to him. And then like he ends up coming back home. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but it was just such a, just a really good analogy to life. And we are powerful creators in that. And you know, in the adversity, and just you never know how you struggle. What you gain from a struggle that you went through actually sets you up for success later on down in life. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but when you're actually in it, you have no idea how this shit is going to play out. So that's where the anxiety, the fear, the terror, the, the scaredness comes from. So and that's it's, not fun it's to do. Some shit that I definitely could be like, I could have done without that. Because you don't yeah. know why you're going through it. Because you might be going through some shit and be like, okay, on the other end of this, it'll actually have been a pleasant experience. So I think really the question is like. Do, do should life have challenge absolutely should life have suffering i don't know about that mm. because most of the challenges in my life i'm like i kind of relish the challenge i'm like oh I, I like figuring some shit out i gotta figure out how to make this shit work i gotta figure out how to you know make this creative pull this creative project off and pull people together and figure out what it's gonna be and figure out we're gonna get money and blah 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 and mm. and do that that's cool that's a challenge but it's not suffering suffering yeah I have had situations where I've suffered and I learned something about myself. I've learned to not make another mistake again. I've learned mm -hmm. what to look out for. If you went back in time or could, I had a, gave me a reset button and was like, yo, would you like to have not experienced that shit? <laughs> and hell yeah, take it back. Take <laughs> I didn't need it. That ain't gonna press that button so fast that we wouldn't have been able to finish the sentence, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I wouldn't even finish like figure out what the what the drawback was, but it'll right. erase all your time from that. I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you'll have red time dysfunction for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Take it back. I don't care. I wasn't using it anyway. I'll deal with it. Was not using it anyway. I can get a prosthetic nowadays anyway. They make dicks that you can put on <laughs> exactly. your dick. It don't matter. <laughs> Is, yeah, I've been yeah yeah. It's modern technology. I've been taking purple <laughs> chew anyway. Honestly, yeah, those right. erections were a bit of a problem in my life. So cool. <laughs> That's it. Damn those erections. Well, welcome everybody to waving the red flag, <laughs> the number one dating and live well and um, safe erection podcast in the in the universe. It's Josh. It's I Eddie. So. Um. Oh yeah, for all your anime fans out there, you'll be happy to know that Alvin is actually in Japan, speaking and consulting with Yoshihiro Togashi so that he will actually come out with a new season of hunter hunter so he will continue to work on the manga so you mm -hmm. guys will be very happy to know that 
and we are praying that he does well in this role. So Alvin will be back uh, maybe next week, so we should be seeing him soon. Eddie, my guy, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? My gabron, my paisan, paisan, how you doing? Come on. What can I, on, I come know, to you humbly? Coming through me, y'all, I feel it, I feel it, man. Let me tell you, my guy, let me tell you. I'm feeling fulfilled like a fucking ganoush. You know what I mean? Oh, or a fucking shit. cannoli. Fucking cannoli. I got like cream up cannoli. to the top. That's how I'm doing tonight. My, my cup runneth over. <laughs> my cup runneth <laughs> They tell me I cannot pour from an empty cup. I never had an empty cup. I don't know, shit. I'm just pouring in, <laughs> pouring in. <laughs> it can never be me. It can never be me. <laughs> it can never. <laughs> Two cups, <laughs> two cups, Johnny. That's what they always call me. That's what they call me, shit. You know, I was the original. You know what I mean? I was the impetus for the whole two girls, one cup type situation. But it was a little different the way I did it. Yeah, but it was two cups and one girl. Yeah, exactly. And both the cups were mine. <laughs> Not gonna tell you what was in both of those cups, though. <laughs> we keep a bitch thirsty around here. A bitch might be thirsty, but she'll never go on. Not tell you that much, Johnny. <laughs> oh shit! What, what are we talking oh, about? Oh shit, man! We talking? <laughs> oh man! Um. Oh yeah, the Tyler Perry thing, bro. It looks like Tyler oh, Perry might have landed him. Might be landing himself in some hot water with some spicy takes that he's made about black women. And we all know, whenever you mention black women, you better be ready for that goddamn heat. He right though. But yeah, I mean, look, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. You want to roll the tape? You want to oh, yeah, roll yeah. the tape? Okay, let's see. Listen, a, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm -hmm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will. Oh, he knew he was fucking up. In, <laughs> in, in our society right now, mm -hmm. black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men, right? There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you... If you can find love, if that man works, you know, at whatever job mm -hmm. and is a good man and is good to you mm -hmm. and honors and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can mm -hmm. because his his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is OK. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And as long as he's secure in himself to mm -hmm. know that. Yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff. You can the light bill, babe. You can take me to dinner every now and then. Mm -hmm. That is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, no, no. I need somebody to, who is, <laughs> I need, I, they need to make five times more and I got to have, the, I got to have, well, you uh -huh. keep, but go on, keep, keep, go on, keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Go on, keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who whose men can't touch what they make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that, that I got you, babe, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot of caveats, but that nigga's right. Yeah, it's a whole lot of caveats in that, and it's a whole lot of caveats because it kind of goes back to that uh, Ebony K. Williams uh, conversation we had with FD yes. um, a little a little while ago. Black management oh. niggas like to say that black women don't want black men. They want to they don't want to be submissive. They want every they want every man to be 
a corporate thug with a 10 inch penis and like a, a 5,000. I'll let your boy. Uh, t- <laughs> and a 5,000 <laughs> word vocabulary, a 5 million yeah. word vocabulary at five degrees. Um, I got two out of three. Guess which? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so, like, that's not, he said, Rich, I was like, nah, just one. <laughs> So that's, that's just not true, right? That's that's not true. The reality is black women, if they're dating black men and they're educated, there's a... Well, she was saying that, you know, how she wouldn't necessarily date the bus driver. Like, she wants somebody who is, you know, financially, you know, competitive with... Like, yeah. not like, like, you know, like, we're fighting against each other, but like, you know, we're yeah. around the same ballpark. Same you know, you, yeah. yeah, you kind of got like a boss mentality. Like, you know, you got your own things going on. Like, you can contribute to what I'm providing as well. Mm. Um, but... I I know a lot of people. A lot of people heard that and got mad. <laughs> I, yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, what did you see? Uh, just like a lot of vitriol, a lot of anger that I was not expecting in response to this. Like I I saw somebody that we that we follow. Um, so she was like, "Why are and and <laughs> every time these conversations come up, here come niggas saying." The black community is the only community having these conversations. White women, Asian women don't. And it's like, bro, y'all motherfuckers don't know no Asian or white people because I promise you they're having these exact same right. conversations. Oh, my God. I, like, either behind Absolutely. closed doors or they've already come to conclusions about these conversations. I promise you. It's, but she, she basically said, you know, only black women are expected to choose poverty um, in these conversations. And I'm like, <sighs> again. Lots of caveats. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, referring to dating poor, poorer men, dating, dating dating financially down. Um, But it's like, first of all, no, I I promise you, white women been doing this. The last prime minister of, of New Zealand, her husband is a goddamn construction worker. She's the head of state. They've been doing this. Like it's and, and and it doesn't have to be made into a competition thing, but I think we I think right. because we're in like black folks get into our black folk bubble, we don't mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. think all of a sudden that everybody else isn't doing the exact same shit. And and I think it goes to something else that I see a lot, which is that Twitter will be like, oh, black people always have a, a drawer that got a bunch of random shit and some uh, like grocery yeah, right. bags, and it's like actually everyone has that. That's Every, not yeah, actually everybody. Like, yeah, a lot of yeah. people, a lot of other races got that same drawer. It's just yeah. you know, so, so yeah, you're all, absolutely yeah. right about that. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm not surprised at all that people got upset, offended, because it's it's just a continuation on this um, very toxic conversation that, and this is not what Tyler Perry said, but I think when people hear it, it's like, oh, black women, when they talk about dating women in general, it's like, oh, they always have this list. Oh, my man needs to make this amount of money. He needs to protect, take care of me, like meaning like he needs to finance my entire life. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where it that anger stems from or just the anger at the expectation of it even though that's not necessarily what he was saying per se it's just like no if you make a lot of money if you can like afford and finance yourself you're basically doing the same shit that you would basically like just flipping the role of yeah that you would expect the man to do and you know and nobody would say oh that man is choosing poverty in this in this yeah right like no one is asking you to choose poverty like i think like a lot of times like it kind of gets taken like way out of context and just go way way left and like run a whole mile with it because i don't think that's what any like sane and logical person is like asking of any woman or any black woman so now you have to choose poverty and you know what i will say he, he his example was stupid 
because yeah. I, for, for the for the sake of making a nuanced argument, because I could see him trying to soften the language to not blow it out into like only the extremes. But I see, I see somebody on Twitter say, OK, but Tyler Perry is a billionaire. He can afford to have his man just pay the light bill. The rest of us have, need a man that can pay bills. True, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. For real, for real, though, man. He, Tyler Perry can have four or five little boy toys at the crib not paying no bills. He can afford that. The rest, right. the rest of these women can't do it. So. I've searched the world for the sexiest black men alive, and I found them my shirtless men and jesus was pleased i didn't know religion worked like that <laughs> for one i think a lot of those conversations really talk about a specific type of person hmm. whether that be a person that's in a specific ta tax bracket mind you the majority the vast majority of us man Not woman sure. he she they them ain't fucking hmm. there even though a good bit of people within that uh, majority within that uh, majority of people who want that sort of type of person ain't there to be at that financial level anyway. But like mm. we're to, they'd be talking about like a certain type of person that already for one already got it. And then mm. two, another type of person that don't got it, but want it. But that's mm. not. And then that, that conversation gets conflated so much to where we're getting brainwashed into thinking way more people have that mindset than they act than actually do. I haven't really dated. I haven't dated any woman in real life. That was on some like, nah, you take care of everything type shit. And if I did run across a woman like that, I, it, I wouldn't even like pursue it, wouldn't even entertain it because of cool, we're not compatible. I ain't doing that. I ain't got it. And even if I did have it, I wouldn't do it. But no, but I mean, you've you've talked about this being something like an expectation. But let me let me let me approach it from from a, a different perspective, which is that somebody has pointed out that women in general, but black women specifically, have really already been on this type of time. And this is a point that I think Alvin brought up on Twitter, which is that yeah. the gap between us and black women has always been smaller than with other races. And mm -hmm. I think that I do think that Tyler Perry makes a good point that I think that for some circles, like right now, our gap is already small and it's already been pointed out that that gap is going to reverse in the next you know, 20 years. But I think that in some circles, it's already reversed, which is what I think Tyler Perry is talking about, because it's, it, he he kind of misquotes like black women aren't making on average more than black men men but it is quite close but in yeah. certain circles yet but in certain circles i think it's already there i think if you're in tech if you're in you know the social science if you're in certain areas it's going to be quite difficult and alvin's talked about this, this is why he's a, mm -hmm. a rare bird if you're a black woman who is a high level earning professional it's going to be harder up there to find another black man it's and i've seen plenty and plenty of, of podcasts just talk about it it's fewer and fewer of us once they start getting up into those high level, you know, she's a doctor, she's a lawyer, she's a consultant, she's a, you know, she's in tech, she does, you know, uh, data science or whatever. Once she gets up into that, that C-suite level, it's fewer mm. and fewer black people up there. So Absolutely. at the medium level and the low level, sure, our incomes are probably, are probably comparable, but once you're making them high six figures, it's not a lot of males up there, black males up there. So right. in those situations, then what Tyler Perry is talking about, but and I just went off on some different shit. But what I was getting at is black women have kind of already been paying half the bills and splitting bills and all that kind of shit. So I think the problem is that there's this conversation where women's worth is tied to how much money is spent on them by a given man. And so it's like, oh, if my mm. man's not taking care of me or paying the bills, then that means I'm not loved or I'm not worthy or something like that. Or and that's kind of looked down on by other people if they learn exactly. the, the dynamic of your relationship. So 
there's exactly. also that damn the next so you're like kind of keeping up with the Jones like exactly. mindset too when it comes to dating I didn't think about that and I think that that so I think there's a, a pressure on women in general but maybe black women specifically to be like oh well if this because it's like with that that like with the desirable truth video of like you know why would he marry you if he's already getting the benefits shit yeah. so why would he put a ring on it then if he's already getting everything that's a good question there's this we've convinced women that marriage and money is love and so if you're not getting those things then you're not being loved and so it's a it's a bit of a trap because you might be getting those things and not be getting loved you might be yeah. getting loved and not be getting those things and so but yeah. if you can convince women that it's those things that instead then you're well you can convince women that marriage is is what it isn't you know you convince them to yeah. take a, a losing bet or a losing investment but i think alvin made a very good point actually on twitter which was just that um since black women have already been doing this and have already been paying half the bills in real life not on this internet shit, that that's already been mm -hmm. the case the conversation mm -hmm. should be a lot less focused on black women adjusting their ex so this is one of the caveats now black women it should be a lot less focused on black women adjusting their unrealistic expectations of men's financial contribution and should be a lot heavier on what are men in these relationships which already exist going to do to show up to actually meet you know to, to do the things yeah. that tyler perry is describing meet yeah. you at your worth and be here exactly. and give life and light to the relationship so it's like cool are you taking care of the baby like you're supposed to are you fixing shit in the house how you're supposed to are you cooking and cleaning and doing blah 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 whatever in the household space are you providing a safe space are you doing you know are you doing half of the labor so that she's not you know bringing hope at home the bacon and having to cook the shit and thaw it when she comes into the to the house every day and that's but that's not a conversation that really is happening at all it's all about women's unrealistic expectations but really no conversations are being had that i'm seeing about okay so once she does pay more of the bills or pay half of the bills because she's spending more money what are you then bringing to the table that conversation isn't happening that and it's not happening at all you're right that conversation is not happening at all and then like both of you and i would say like it's something that black women are historically already been doing like they've already been taking care of the home they've already been in the workplace contributing financially to the home that's not that hasn't been out of the ordinary like you know what i mean but yeah there is a conversation there there is a conversation that is needed for how can men step up so we can for one keep up with this moving and changing economy that's clearly fucking everybody over how can we like secure our um how can we secure ourselves and how can we be providers and matching what you know the women are doing and alvin's a lot of times alvin mentions that you know black women are getting all these degrees and da 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 that's like following like one path for you know to possibly gain like more financial income but that's not the only path like you know guys don't a lot of people school ain't for everybody like niggas ain't you don't brothers you don't have to go to school and get all these degrees find a trade and if yeah. that trade ain't like you can make a lot of good money by having a trade opening up your own like look you know get, go get your llc my brothers you know yeah. what i'm saying with your trade get a good whatever, union but, job yeah yeah like but there's ways of there's a there's a lot of ways in which you can make money that don't involve necessarily becoming um getting a degree you can go after certifications and there's a bunch of different certifications so mm -hmm. there is uh i do think that as a as black men and there are a lot of good black men like that's actually doing that work but you know i could i live in atlanta so i see like a visual representation of it so i might be a little bit spoiled in that regard because i see it a lot um so i might be actually kind of spoiled in that but 
there's on there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ways in which that we can continue to progress ourselves and continue to progress our finances and be better partners and not saying that there's not areas for improvement for women to be better partners too but for oh. black men to have that conversation there's plenty of ways that we can we can have the conversation to be how do we become better partners for our women or your partner depending on whatever you like that, yeah, <laughs> y'all not gonna give me this episode. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to make it as inclusive yeah. as possible. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you're right. I mean, but to be fair, this is uh, I think a specifically, it's a man woman conversation because I feel like the yeah. days and the gays and the haze they they kind of got this. They've got a, one a different situation, but I also think they probably, if I had to guess, got way more egalitarian households in terms of finances and taking care of household shit than we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they, I think they situations are probably more sorted than us. I think so. I think there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot less ego behind it too, and then a lot less uh, expectation. And then a lot less ego, a lot less expectation behind it. But I have seen certain oh, yeah. instances where it's like, oh my god, I was dating men, and then I was like, fuck it. Oh, I hate men so much. But I'm attracted to girls. Let me go on some dates with girls. And then they find themselves in the role of someone that with more masculine energy and then yep. being looked at to take on those responsibilities such as who's paying for the first date. Like you kind of come mm-hmm. into that. Oh, my God, she wanted me to pay for everything. And she wanted me to do X, Y, Z. These are normally the things that I would request with my partner. And I'm being asked of it. This is being asked of me. Like, what? I wanted to date a girl. I didn't want to be a nigga. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I wanted to date a girl. <laughs> This is for the niggas. Strictly. Right, what the fuck? <laughs> I could but never. No, that's, that, yo, I, you're 100% right. Queer motherfuckers definitely end up on the same type of bullshit as, like, like gendered bullshit as us, because I've heard studs, com- all the complaints that niggas have about women, I've heard studs make the exact same complaint. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, really, <laughs> she's really like, she don't, she's expecting me to do X, Y, and Z, da 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 and I'm like, <laughs> but also it's funny. they it's bullshit funny, the bro. same way too it's hilarious they bullshit the same way too I was working with with a girl who was on the masculine side and she was complaining about her dating life and half of it was shit where I was like mm-hmm. and the other half I was like you really kind of being a fuck nigga though like like the way she was complaining was so just mannish I was like yeah you <laughs> You really, you really did. We really didn't change anything. It's just the same dynamic and the same problem. So that's a fair point. So yes, let's include the, the, the masks, the femmes of all genders in this. That's a, you know what? You're right. Yeah, um, I, I, but it's, 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 I don't know. Like it's still kind of like fun to me because like even if like the, because I know like you know I've been some studs like in real life, and you know mm. when they talk about how they approach women or like it's it'd be, it be sounding mad niggerish. You know <laughs> what I mean? But then, like the stuff, yeah. the, the things that they complain about, that like if you say to any guy, like in a safe, in like a legit meaning, like a safe space for guys, mm. if you say the shit that our um, legitimate complaints or like areas of improvement that women can make when dealing mm. with us, when when I just find it so funny when like other women say the same shit to us and we all just look at each other like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Told you. laughs> oh, this is new, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I think, and I, I think it's good, and I think that's probably a good place for that conversation to be had because I do think that people have fucked up expectations of men specifically, but just in to your point in general, masculine presenting people like girls don't girls who are dating studs don't oftentimes don't uh, accommodate their emotional well being the same way they do they would like a feminine 
you know, lesbian. So, mm-hmm. and I've seen that shit happen. So, that's facts. Um, but wait, why do we get on that? Because I was going to say, man, we got way off topic. Okay, we was talking about the Tyler Perry thing. Yeah, because it was that's something it. about for men and for women, and then well, anyway, I'm just gonna make this point. We'll see. We'll see if we come back to it. But I think where Tyler Perry fucked up is saying <laughs> saying if he pays just the light bill because I think that was a dumb that was a dumb thing oh, to throw yeah, in there. Yeah, because <laughs> because yeah, it made right. it seem like the niggas just shouldn't shouldn't be contributing anything. I would say if you unless you've got a very expensive light bill like if you're if you're dating a guy who makes 35k and you make you know 500k and the light bill at y'all's mansion is you know he can just barely get it with his job okay cool and if he's taking you out on dates and stuff, right if it's 1500 dollars a month then cool maybe he just gets the light bill y- y'all got mad chandeliers and shit okay cool and and maybe that's what because again tyler perry is a fucking billionaire his light bill probably is something that a nigga making 35 something ridiculous yeah could just could just barely pay but yeah i think if you go hey look i'm making a lot of money as a black woman the men that like there are men that i'm interested in or attracted to but they're they're not they don't have multiple umpteen degrees blah 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 they're not going to be able to meet me here cool we can make a prorated contribution to this relationship i think is fair because the whole conversation of like you don't want to support your partner and you made this point of like y'all are looking down on men who are potentially in the role that you are actually seeking to be in so when a black man wants his partner to support him financially while being a good partner it's choosing poverty but when you want the same thing it's just looking for a provider okay there's a little bit of nonsense double standard here but i think the way forward is to go okay what is an egalitarian relationship setup that can work for everybody across all types of gender dynamics and so there is look give what you can and don't look down on people who have a different financial situation to you and don't block your blessings. So if you're, you know, making 150K a year, your man is making 35K, you can prorate that. Now, realistically, that's not going to be just the goddamn light bill. <laughs> realistically, it's probably going to be slightly less of the rent, you know, especially if you want to live in a place that he wouldn't be able to afford otherwise. But if it's light bill, all the groceries and every date night, that's that's probably racking up plenty to where he's making a contribution that is based on what he's bringing to the table financially. And then we have a conversation about contributing to the household based on that, mm. you know, income and all that. So, yeah, I wouldn't have gone with just the light bill, but the, the general point back to agreeing with Tyler Perry, I think is a very, very fair one, specifically to those women who are looking only for someone financially that is their financial okay. better to the exclusion is- of everything which to our point isn't everyone and maybe not even most yeah yeah because i think i think that's like really the crust of the argument that you might need to make clear because you know people will hear that and then not and just like what the fuck oh i still i don't i i need to make i need to live x i need to live here da, 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 da. but one thing i actually i might have to oppose a little bit of opposition or provide like some okay. a little bit more nuance into that because at the end of the day it's really not fair to single black women out with that sort of rhetoric because i can't blame mm-hmm. anybody who wants a certain type of lifestyle like if they make it if they doing for themselves they making a good living for themselves they're making like a hundred yeah. plus they can afford to do whatever and i think this is where like the sentiment where they uh, the sentiment that they express or like oh it's just choose this or probably i think that where the sentiment comes from is like no what the fuck if i want to have like a million dollar home and shit is just getting crazy expensive like a million dollar mm-hmm. home could just be strictly off a of location. It, the house might not even be more than three thousand square feet. 
and I need a partner who can who can help me with this or who can go in on this with me. And not even so no, I can't date somebody who's making like 20 35k like no because this is how I know I where I want my life to be. This is where I know I want to live. And it's not it's not it's not a ridiculous for me to ask for somebody who's who's you know comparable to me financially mm. speaking and is also sane enough to take care of me emotionally spiritually look out for me i serve you you serve me i have an issue with people who just take and take and take and there are a lot of women that well let me not say a lot of women but i've ran into some women who just have the mindset of just take 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 mm. that's where i have an issue with it's like nah you gotta goddamn put in on something this round this motherfucker because like yeah because you're being I'm, a leech yeah, like I'm not, I'm not with, I'm not, I'm not for leeches, bro. Like it's that's not what I'm doing. Cause if they on that type of time, that ain't happening. Like no, no we thanks. just not compatible. I'm not gonna shame you. You can keep your like Tyler Perry saying, you can have your list if that's your mindset. Cool, and see how that works out for you. But but see, yeah. here's my my because I I agree with all that. Like back to the Ebony K Williams thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. Like, I think if you if you have goals in mind for what you want with a life partner, because it's it's not just a romantic partner, it's not just a sexual partner, it's a life partner. So you're making plans. So you're going. Here's what I would like to accomplish with my partner. I want to build this business. I want to get this home. I want to get these type of sinks and these type of countertops. And having a person who can't meet a certain fi- level of financial obligation is going to hinder those things. Cool. That's not a non-issue. And I think that's where a lot of people fall. Where I then get a have a big, big issue is once you start saying, once you start looking down on people who don't meet your standards. So this this goes back to standards and preferences. It's fine. I think it's fine to have, like, if you say, look, I want a six, if you say all of that shit, like all of the cartoonish red pill podcast nigga, you know, versions of what a woman wants. I want six, I want a six foot tall with a 10 inch dick and, you know, making $250,000 a year and da 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 da. Even if that's those are the things that you want, I think that's actually fine. As long as you're just as long as you're not acting like men who aren't that thing are somehow evil, inadequate, disgusting, et cetera, et cetera. And I find a lot of that, like a lot of what Ebony K. Williams, a lot of her rhetoric in response to the initial comment of being like, no, I I don't want to date a bus driver and I don't have to because I make a lot of money and I don't want to. I want to be in a situation where my partner doubles my income, not just, you know, meets 10 percent of it because I want to be able to buy a house that is at that level cool but once you start you know using that rhetoric that shits on working class people yeah then we have a problem so uh, yeah i agree with i agree with all of that all right well you already brought this up so let's uh switch to like the desirability of desirable truth thing with the guy who was that would you marry why would why would he marry you if he's already getting the benefits man i because i was arguing i was arguing with about this on twitter um or not even arguing discussing probably Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, sure. Please, yeah. No, no, please. I'm. I started talking without even goddamn bringing in context. How long have you been together? Three years. Three years. Three years. Has he proposed to you yet? No. No, not yet. It's coming. It's coming. You guys live together now? Yes. yes. A year and a half. So why would he put a ring on it then? If he's already getting everything. That's a good question. <laughs> he's getting a wifey. Okay, you got it. What? <laughs> Why would you put a ring on it if we already live together? If I'm already doing wifey shit. I, I genuinely love you. Oh. So when you plan on proposing, 
You starting something. Why do I need a ring, dude? If you love me, nigga, you'll put you a ring my on my love and dedication yeah, Beyonce, to you. When I said if you like you, you'll put a ring on it, nigga. A ring is making it official. Yeah, there's no such thing as official. You love each other. It's just like... A ring is making it official. Everybody got their own opinion. So it's just <laughs> like... She's a female, so a female gonna have their own opinion anyway. You're single until married, in my opinion. That term don't mean shit to me <laughs> at all <laughs> i'm being all the way authentic so with you i'm being authentic with you i'm being 100 with you yeah. that term you just said he got don't mad as fuck shit. just then but he kept it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i think he I, said I do think that's, that's a crazy mean, ass term though like a saying you're single until you're married yeah yeah, yeah. He, he 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 was like we in public but you really have me fucked up. Like when he was like, <laughs> the way he responded, I could tell he was infuriated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You gonna let this nigga <laughs> drive a wedge between us like this? Uh, so you're single now because I mm. haven't proposed. Okay, now you really are. But uh, also, uh, old boy, with, he's not very articulate. No. Like he, he seemed like he was either half drunk or just a little bit, you know, he's not really good at with words. So... He was struggling to articulate a lot of his feelings, Absolutely. so I'm, I'm going to give him a lot of leeway in in my take on this because I don't think that he I think he was on the back foot that whole conversation where she had a bro. lot more and she had an instigating nigga like next to her with a mic. So it bro, just that came was such a bullshit question. Like he ain't, it, that was such a bullshit question to ask that couple. Like he that was clearly for <laughs> clicks, views to be divisive, oh, be yeah, controversial, yeah, yeah. like con controversial. Like, mm. but yeah, go ahead. But I, I saw a lot of women agreeing with it, and I understood where they, I understood to an extent where they were coming from. But I think by convincing women that money and marriage are love, that's how we convince women to continually take on a losing investment, which oftentimes is marriage. Being in a relationship where your partner doesn't actually show up for you and actually doesn't take on house labor, doesn't take on emotional labor, doesn't take on child labor, because we've been convinced that a relationship between a man and woman is a transactional purchase, you know, mm -hmm. with some old school purchasing a cow. And if you're a good, worthy woman, the man will buy you. And it's, it's red pill logic, but it's just repackaged in a way that is very palatable to to women like mm -hmm. if you watch any of desirable truth's content he's very much a red pill content creator every single watch any clip from him mm. it's very clear what ideology he's on and this is more of this this is not th i promise you <laughs> this is not I'm pro woman not content first at all um yeah. so I, I think i think it's a very it's a very enticing rhetoric that seems like oh yeah men need to do better but it's like it's not it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is at all. Yeah, I'm not really that. I'm not really the, the that big of a fan of the institution of marriage in the first place. Mm. Like the more the older I get, and the more I've learned I, I, I and agree. just seen how marriage uh, works, the i the ideology that people have behind marriage. Um, I've seen how marriages end, how nasty, ugly can get. Every day I wake up and I hope you're dead. You got paperwork in between you. You might mess around and be with somebody who um, just really wants to ruin you. And, you know, it could be because their partner wasn't fair to them during the marriage, you know, so they getting what they owed, getting what they were owed on the back end, you know, da, da, da. Yes. So 
I, it's just like that whole, the, the, just the whole institution of marriage, I'm not even really a fan of. And if I'm being totally honest, I don't even know if I really want to get married in the first place. Um, now, does that mean I don't love my person? Does that mean I'm incapable of loving my partner? No. Not at all. But, and this, and this shit is sad because like she got sucked and I can tell like she's a, and I'm, it's not like in a, in a derogatory way, but I can tell like she's like a certain, she has like a certain school of thought. You mm. know what I'm saying? So I can see why she instantly took the bait of why as well. Why you, why he, why he ain't married? Because she was like, oh my God, you're right. I'm doing wifey duties already. And then I'm mm. single until I'm married. Like, and I don't know what the nigga doing tonight. I don't know what he's doing for her. That's the other thing. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what she's doing for him. All we know is that they're living together. We don't know yeah. shit about their relationship off of that video just based on that fact. But we can just say the, between the conversation they had on camera. And that whole, bro, like that whole goddamn um, I'm single until I'm married shit don't make no fucking sense yeah. whatsoever. I think that was probably taken out of context, like, too. Like, that was probably chopped up to, like, make the video even more divisive and that kind of shit, but... But it's just the yeah. saying itself. Like, the saying itself yeah, by it's, itself it's exists. Ridiculous. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because, like, what does that mean? So... You don't believe in monogamy until you get married. Like you could have been on a date or with someone else last week when we've been together for three, four, four years, years. Yeah. dealing with each other. So, oh, so I can. So really what you're saying to me is I can actually cheat. Yeah. Because if, if a nigga really took it <laughs> to that level, yeah. if we're really single until we're married and if the expectation is, OK, well, if you single for real, for real. I must be single for real, for real, too, because we're not married. I haven't proposed. You haven't proposed to me. But if he went out and cheated and you knew about it, like, you would be bad. You would think That'd that you was disrespected. Like, it would be a no-go. That would be a violation of a, a social contract of monogamy. Of course. Because so we're in the modern era. It's not, no it ain't sense. 1950 no more. Like, come on. We're not in a time where people go straight from, you know, living in their parents' house to courting to marriage. Like, People are living complex lives across different borders. They're moving to new cities for new jobs. It's very normal in the modern context to go through a, you know, you do a talking phase. You do, okay, now we're exclusive. Now we're monogamous. Now we cohabitate. And, and I think that part of this is the problem. We're trying to, we're trying to get back to traditional values or we, we still tie our work to traditional values. Mm. But we don't, we don't live traditionally anymore. And we shouldn't because the traditional shit was some bullshit. It was it was treating people as property. Women didn't have no rights. Women weren't expected to, to be parts of the household. Men weren't expected to to contribute to anything about the emotional element of, of, a, of a home. So mm -hmm. the traditional shit was always some bullshit. But now we're, we're in a situation where we're going, oh, well, we should marry and da da da. And but it's like and we should be until death do us part. But realistically, I don't think that that's a virtue. Like, no, you live together. Your life partners with this person. You build things together. You, you know. You decide, okay, do we want to have kids together? Cool, let's do that. Do we want to start a business together? Do we want to travel to another country? To what extent do we want to be a part of each other's lives? And let's have a right. concrete, specific conversation about this. But this this place where you go, okay, till death do us part is a recipe for fucking misery. And, even, and we already know that divorce and no contest divorce is legal anyway. So the idea that marriage like somehow solidifies the relationship for life is like, no, it don't. You could get divorced in five years anyway. I, I would I would honestly say being together with somebody for 10 years and 
having all of that relationship together where y'all have been, you know, one another, like you all have been a supportive part of each other's lives means way more than a relationship of six months with a marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, be serious. Right, right. But people don't look at it that way. And I've said it before, like people. I, I think, think most people, people do in real life, but yeah. True that, true I that. So yeah, we are talking. Life. Uh, okay, well, what I was going to say was I still don't think a lot of people right necessarily take those vows that seriously or yeah, really yeah. understand the impact of what marriage looks like or just the expectation of marriage because a lot of people, one, a lot of people have the expectation of, of the subconscious expectation of marriage that as a problem solver, that's going to fix yes. everything. Right. That's, oh, when we're married, the dynamics are going to change. Like, you're going right. to be better. I'm holding you to a different standard. Like, every, like no, that's marriage don't do that. And then, two, people don't take them vows that damn seriously. Because, like, like I said before, if people really hurt until death do you part, if you really couldn't get a divorce... People mm. would be hearing that shit a lot different if you was really stuck with this person, regardless of how shitty he was, and you really thought that marriage was gonna fix this person. Mm. Would you do it if you could not get out of that marriage? If you could not get away from him or her? That's dangerous. Like, why do we even want that? Why do we want somebody to not be able to leave us? Like, um, yeah. What are, we, what are we trying to get? That's such a weird thing to want. Like, I want this person to have to pay to be able to leave me now again if we were in the past i'm 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 pro alimony in a situation where marriage robs you of your autonomy and i do think historically that that marriage has been a tool of robbing women of their autonomy because it's like cool you're at home taking care of kids taking care of the household you know cooking cleaning which women are still expected to do now so i do understand being like my marriage to you has been a financial burden for me you think it's a financial burden for you because you're paying all the bills? It's a financial burden for me because I don't make the same kind of money as you and I'm doing all of this work in the household. So when our relationship ends, you need to pay for that because I essentially supported your career as an unpaid yeah. labor in this household. Cool. Mm-hmm. I get that. In the situations where that's not that not the case and where that's not needed, the idea of, of like financially securing this person is very weird behavior to me. That's a very weird rhetoric to, to bring into this. And and this is another take that I'm going to add in here. I think that this whole why would he marry you if he's already getting the benefits thing is all rooted in misogyny and slut shaming. So like mm. th- this idea that men know which women they want to marry mm. and they're just stringing you along for five or six years but you're really not wifey material until they meet the, guy, the woman who really is is based in this idea that we say of men know if your wifey material immediately. And that is one, it doesn't allow men to be unsure or to look for safety in their relationships in the way that we expect everyone else to be allowed. But two, in order for a man to know right off the bat whether or not he wants to marry you, that means that he has to be able to categorize you immediately. And when we talk about categorization, we know what we're talking about. The red pill dudes are basically saying that a man is able to put you into the category of the Madonna or the whore early on in a relationship. And so when we convince women of that, too, it's like your marriage or non-marriage is now somehow an indication of your worth, not just to this man, but in society. And it's a trick. I promise you. That's a good point. Um, What I will say, though, is there are there. There's been times right where. I meet some. I meet a, I meet a girl, and we like dating, and I, we're talking, 
and this is like you know very early i was like oh damn like she's super cool like she has a very good temperament like just things that i look for like you know like soft um a lot of soft skills that i look for um like a lot of green flag soft <laughs> works well with for. others you know <laughs> Time ass, management. bro like for yeah. real for real, you can avoid a lot of red flags if you really if you like look for like soft skills with, with people like if they tr- how they treat their friends or like random strangers oh, or like people who mm. in the service industry how's their attitude like do they get an attitude easily with other people but they treat you really nice like you seem to oh, be yeah. accepted from this Big it's like no that's no it's only a time oh it's only gonna be a matter of time until they turn that shit on you and you don't have to deal with it it's so your you're seeing too. it right now so you you're seeing them and it's only gonna be a matter of time until it's, it's you that is directed towards so whatever and i see i see like a lot of good and i'm like damn I could see myself like possibly being in a relationship with her, like you know, doing something a little bit long, more long term because mm. she has a lot of um things that I like or like just the vibe, the energy, like the soft skills. She's pretty. I'm attracted to her. She's attracted to me. Like we like each other. We get each mm. other. We choke. Da da da. If this continues, I could see myself possibly, you know, being in something of potentially like long term. That don't mean I'm thinking about marrying you. It's just in my head. Okay, the possibility for me to uh, stick this through like a uh, longer. Versus mm-hmm. someone who just kind of like maybe like a fly by night or like, oh, they was just cool. But, you know, I can't really see it going nowhere type thing. But I, I, I've i never said on the first meetup or like in the first month, first two months, first three months. Oh, I'm about to marry this motherfucker. Never. 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 Happened. never. Not Six months, yes. <laughs> in age, never. Yeah. In, yeah. When I was 17, six months, when I fell in love for the first time, I thought I was going to marry hey, that girl. Are we going to be know. together forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> this my wife. <laughs> this my, this this my, my forever wife, right? home. Oh, man, we're going to have such pretty no. kids. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no. So I don't think that, one, men operate like that. I don't think that anybody operates like that. And I don't think that people should operate like that. And I think that a, you know, um, mutually uh what do you call it just like a mutually free will relationship meaning Mm. like we're here because we continually choose to be here is Mm. ideal now I, i do understand wanting security but i don't think that you can ask for security which is i want to make sure that this person hurts if they try and leave me i don't think that's a good that's a good model for relationships i think you go look let's if you want to say hey look don't i don't want you to entertain other people let's move in together let's you know get joint bank accounts all of that kind of stuff i think those are good things to indicate okay this person probably wants a future for me long term but okay but let's let's have a real conversation so we're not uh gaslighting the women who are of of this of this thinking what do we think marriage is is there something that men are holding or that we are holding off from with regard to marriage that women are right to to seek because back to a point that you made before and and one of the first thing i I thought when i watched this video is if the nigga is not doing husband duties before he's your husband i promise you the ring is not going to change that at all like what people do before marriage is what they do after the marriage isn't it you don't yeah so so you don't become (laughs) so if this motherfucker is not doing this shit before the marriage marriage isn't going to solve it and if he already is doing it before the marriage, what is the marriage doing? And I, and so my that's my question of like, I got you. Are men maybe withholding shit? Like because because maybe that's oh, true. Maybe totally marriage is it. this thing that's been, yeah. And I think they, I think it's some things that they might be withholding, but it's really more so. What am I giving up? Yeah. Okay. 
So what do you think that we're giving up that that, that we're resistant to? It could be like, because, you know, once again, like when it comes like the whole system of marriage, like there's a, uh, a lot of times like there's a shift in mindset and the expectation okay. or just even like, OK, now that there's paperwork between us. If we get divorced, I might have to give you half of my nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. or half of the little yeah, bit yeah. that I have and yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. So it's like, OK, yeah, right. And I think that's kind of like where uh, some guys come in. I'm pretty sure I'm missing something, but I think a lot of guys like really kind of think about, okay, what am I giving up? And especially like, if they cheating. But hell, if a nigga cheating on you while he's while you're dating, shit. And that's oh, you know what? That's actually a fucked up thing that men do. Okay. Because I've met niggas who have this mindset of um, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, I was you know I was cheating on my girl, and you know she doesn't she didn't know, um, but I got to stop the shit once I get married. And they'll stop for a while because oh. I'm married. I'm a changed man. Like, they, like, you know, I'm a changed man. I'm a, but it's not. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing. I've seen this shit in real life and even online on some online type stuff. Okay. Man. And then, like, after a while in the marriage or whatever, they'll probably, like, relapse. And, man, I saw this girl and da 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 da, da whatever. Hmm. So, I think if a nigga's fucked up, like, if. If a nigga's like, you know, cheating on his girl or whatever, I think, yeah, that's probably one thing. If he's of that mindset, might think of something that he's giving up. But, yeah, to, to, to your point, though, I really can't think of, I really can't think of uh, what a woman would gain with the marriage. Other than, like, some form of security and, uh, I use this word lightly, but power on the back end. Like, because with divorce, unless yeah. you sound like a prenup or something like that, unless y'all can mm -hmm. work something out, but... A lot of times, like when it comes to like children, marriage or divorce, you know, it is more in favor of uh, of the woman a lot of the times versus I think the guy that's, that's in that situation. Yeah, there's some stats so, on that that's a little bit iffy that I've seen where it's like it's not exactly what we think. So I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure, but but still, I, I I fuck with your with your general point. Yeah, so I so I because because I like marriage seems like a bad bet for women and like divorce seems like good for women, but marriage does not seem like a good <laughs> bet for women in general. You know what I mean? Like it does it doesn't yeah. seem like it's it's not good for like in terms of the way labor again labor in the home, child rearing, finances, all of that shit. Marriage seems like a losing investment for women, but they seem to also be the main ones that want the shit and are being convinced that if they don't do it, that they're you know, losers and unworthy and they're unwed, you know, haggard spinsters and all, like there's all this language that 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 niggas use to scare women about the prospect of being unmarried and not being wifey material. And it's like the shit don't even seem like a good deal for them. It, I will say this. It's uh, luckily that that narrative is, is really changing a lot. Mm. Of like, oh, you're unwed or oh, something's wrong. You're defended because like the niggas that use it against them are red pill niggas and we do spend a lot of because like niggas do a lot of bullshit but and what we do talk negatively a lot of the times in terms of relationships mm -hmm. against the men a lot of the times often when we're having these conversations okay. but like it's it, it like good niggas do exist like I wouldn't say that generally marriage is bad for everybody because like there no, there are sane yeah. niggas out yeah, here yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean but, people okay, make but, it work but yeah, because because I'm distinguishing marriage from an unmarried, long term, committed, monogamous relationship. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like if you if you, so. So what I'm saying is marriage as a 
distinct subclass. If you have a good marriage, you probably had a good relationship. So what I'm saying is when I say marriage isn't a good investment, I'm going like if you didn't have the relationship elements and you added and marriage was the thing that changed, that doesn't seem like a good investment. It doesn't it doesn't make a good marriage, a good relationship much better. And it makes a bad one worse. So is what I'm kind of suggesting. Yeah. Lay the sound off. Why exactly? Why? Like really peel back the layers. Why do you want to get married? Like because that's. Huh. And that's a genuine question, because, yeah. I know why I don't really, I know my, my reservations for really not wanting to get married, but it's like, if it's so important to you, like, for real, for real, like, why? And I hope it's, I hope you're not looking at it as like a solution. Or oh, hell, even for niggas. Like, I hope no one looks at marriage as a solution to some shit, because as you just said, if you have a good marriage, nine out of 10, you had a good relationship before the damn marriage even happened in the first place. Mm. So. I think that's a. What else we want to talk about? Okay, you want to do the leg length and the surgery one real quick. So, how much did this procedure cost? So you went to Turkey, right? Yeah, in Turkey for both together, it was like eighty-one thousand dollars. Eighty-one thousand. Eighty-one thousand dollars. You don't yeah. think you could have bought something else to make people be like, "Yo, I'm fucking with him," to make you feel confident? It wasn't about them. It was about me. It was, it was about, about the way Period. I saw myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care how other people. See. Did you see yourself short? I did. I saw myself as a small man and do, I hated it. Do you know the average height in the United States? Five nine. It's five seven, I think. It's five nine. It's five nine. It's five I'm sure nine. you know. I'm not gonna question you. I'm it's sure five you nine. researched it's it. It's five nine. Mm-hmm. So and you went, what's your height now? Six foot. You pretty decent, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like you was paused. You pretty tall, bro. Like when I seen you in the outside of this, and I was like, yo, you pretty good height. The funny thing is I almost went for a third surgery until I saw how tall I was after the second one. After the first surgery, I was like five, nine and a half. So is it like a little rod that just could keep stretching if you wanted it to or what? Not it, Technically, but not exactly because your body has limitations. So basically what happens is they break the bone, they put a rod in the bone, and then they put a device outside the leg that connects. Yeah, man, you know what? I get it, man. But 80 grand is a lot, but like I get it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's the it's the BBL equivalent because the the return on investment on that motherfucker is is probably very good. I think, I think it's a, it could be a very high return on investment. He went. How, did, did they say how tall he was? He, he went was like from five. like five seven to like six foot, some shit like that. Yeah, because because he was saying he was thinking about going for the third surgery or something like that to get like even taller. But bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna this nigga lie got to no you. structural integrity. He just wobbling Bro, in the wind. For real, for real. Cause he was <laughs> hey, Lule, 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 Cause I'm like, why is he sitting like that? Cause I was like, is he sitting on the couch like? Yeah, them legs man, don't work. <laughs> <laughs> them legs don't work at all. He holding them legs. He let go of that couch. That nigga just go. <laughs> Oh, fuck. But, but yeah, man, that's crazy, though. Yeah, you're right. That is the that is pretty much like the male BBL, bro. If like, uh, got beards and heights mm. would be the yes. beards, height, male BBL for sure. Yeah. 80 grand, though? A BB, you can get a BBL for 10. Well, we don't know. 80 grand might have been all the surgeries up together. Because if you could, look, if you could get, if you could get two inches for 25 grand, that's a pretty good deal, man. Because going from like five ten to six foot, like I, we're bullshitting. I think that that is probably worth it 
in terms of return on investment. I don't know, bro. I, don't I know, really bro. think you could get a good return on investment off that. You could, man. I just, I don't, th- I don't think the return on investment would. I don't think that return on investment would be worth it. But yeah, I'm also up. over six feet. I'm also over six feet. So yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't looking know, down, bro. You're I'm like, sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't know. That's you got to. That's that's on some privilege shit. Like true you know, that. True that. You niggas but that's just a lot need to work harder. There's no such thing as white privilege. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know why you keep bleaching your skin. Just work oh harder, Tyrone. Work harder. All right. That's how I got oh my here. God. Just get yourself a step ladder everywhere you go. It's not that difficult. It's, You'll be fine. Yeah. Buy shorter furniture. It's not a problem. Bro. But you, see, but my thing is though, like the recovery process, because the recovery process is more difficult than like the standard BBL. Because you got to yeah. think, them niggas is actually stretching out. They disconnecting your bones and shit and yeah, like stretching yeah, the yeah, shit yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. And then like how it looks too. You can't you can't walk like that. No. Girls just can't sit on the ass, which is of course like a big issue too. That's, that's almost the same comical. thing. That's the main yeah. like not being able to sit down is very yeah. similar to not being able to walk. Like think about how much time you spend sitting. If you really could bro, mm, if true. you really yeah. couldn't if you had to be standing or walking every time you needed to do something or laying on your stomach, you couldn't do most jobs. You you have to you have to take time off from work. It's the same shit. That's a lot. That's a lot of time because like I think when I the, the recovery process from that shit might be around a month, if not more. I'm thinking a month. For the minimum. legs are for that. The legs for for sure. Yeah. Matter of fact, with a BBL, hell, the recovery time might be around six weeks, four to six weeks. I think they have like they have like oh, places okay. that'll take care of you. Yeah. While uh, after you, they have like post care like places for a BBL or some shit, and you'd be there for a couple weeks or whatever. Oh yeah, exactly. But though for your legs, for them like stretch your shit out, just so you can like gain a couple inches. I don't know. And then that amount of money, like the shit that you could have done with that amount of money, bro, short niggas is out. They don't get a lot of love publicly, but short niggas be mm. killing. Like it's way more I successful short niggas than it is successful tall niggas, bro. And, and not That's including not, the NBA. That's not making up stats. That ain't Not including true, the NBA, bro. <laughs> just fucking lying. Not bro. including the, the NBA, cuz. It's never been a president <laughs> of the of the United States of America that was under six foot. Not never, not one. Come on, bro. How many how many millionaires and billionaires are under six foot though? I I'm would not say just talking about running the country. Disproport- it's disproportionate six foot tall niggas that are rich. Only fifteen percent of the population is six foot or up, right? But in billionaires and shit, that number is higher. You mean like in terms of like tall? Yeah. Tall niggas being billionaires or millionaires? Yeah. Man, yeah. bro, nah, bro, like dead ass, dead ass, bro, like because most. Most people with a uh, celebrity or wealth, fame, you'll be surprised how short they are in real life. Like they not a lot of them not really over six feet, and it's a reason why the average uh, height is five. He said five nine in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just so. That up. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. And then like short. One thing about bruh, short guys, bruh, bruh. a lot of them be having the chips US on their shoulders. Population shoulder. about fourteen point five percent of men are six feet or taller. Among CEOs of Fortune 500 countries, you want to you want to guess what the percentage is, my nigga? No, what's sixty percent? Fifty. Fifty-eight. You were right on the goddamn money, just like a six-foot tall nigga. Y'all, y'all, y'all got it, man. You knew it. You, <laughs> you, you've been at the meetings. You know what? Me and the CEOs, we be talking out of hour when we meet each other. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker, 
said it like it was a guess. Oh, I don't know, about 50, 58.2%. <laughs> 58%, bro. Come on, man. But that's that's yeah. one, that's one on. area of success, though. That's just one area, bro. Like, there's many ways that you can be successful. I just said successful men that really get out to it. Like, more successful people, more people who was making well over six figures. I'd be interested to see that number. How tall are they? I don't think... And, I would guess that I was I would, I strongly believe that the majority of them is below six feet and like six foot of, niggas, of bro. One? They got a certain tenacity about them. Of of actors or of who? Actors, comedians, <clears throat> um, just hell, like just your run of the mill uh, business owner, not necessarily like all CEOs, but like a nigga with an LLC that's just doing well across most career fields. <laughs> And striving. I'm just saying, like across most career fields, that and people, men who are doing well, I think the average, the majority of them are below six feet. Now, do they have some complexes? Do they have what's driving them? They might be like sometimes like a bit of a Napoleon complex, because like some of them dudes, bro, they be moving around through life with a chip on their shoulder, so they really got to go that extra mile, and it really be giving them the edge too. See. This is this is that hustle culture shit. This is that slaves was happy bullshit. This is that this is that work harder shit. It's bullshit, man. The st- Damn, like, I'm know, speaking from a place of privilege. Exactly, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> this is the there's no such thing as white privilege. We just worked harder for our thing. Y'all got to stop spending so much money mm. on rims and just get better jobs, bro. Okay. This, like, yes, there are short men who are successful. And we make a point of pointing that out when that happens. But the stats say taller men are overrepresented among millionaires, billionaires, and uh, successful politicians. Now, if you want to say that there are some short men who do quite well, cool. If you want to say that most men who are doing quite well are average height, also fair. But if you want to say that all of a sudden the stats are reversed, you got to give some evidence for that. You can't just be like, oh, most successful men are actually short based off nothing. We do that shit all the time, nigga. You're trying to, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you're <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you bullshit because you, you don't want nobody else to be tall. <laughs> you don't want no. nobody else to be tall. I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, when I be around like niggas that's like a, man, like a lot of niggas that's taller than me, I'm like, man, what the fuck is y'all niggas so tall for? Like, come on. Why? Get the surgery, it, it, bro. It, it, get the surgery, bro. Come on. Get the surgery. Yeah, I need, it up. I need to be tall. Fit. Six six. Damn, bro. Six six. You. We wouldn't be able to tell you shit on this podcast. Six six. You. Come on, man. It's like here's here's why I'm saying I think it's a good return on investment. Cause one, all that, all the. I mean, I just did some quick googling, so I don't know if these are real facts, but I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at millionairematch.com. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm <laughs> looking at, but I feel like the the level of respect increase and like clout that you might get from that could be well worth more than 25 grand over the course of a career imagine you get that surgery when you're 27 28 by the time you're 38 that might have paid paid itself back dividends and like because it's all the percentage shit of course depending on how you use it but because it's all about dividends like yes of course you can succeed and can be okay without certain privileges but every little thing helps you know making an investment earlier being more handsome being prettier having being more articulate being funnier what like all of those little things you can succeed without them but each little thing helps right so yeah that's true that's true i guess i'm just for one i ain't got it like that so i'm like nigga that's a lot of money i could do a lot of stuff but i'm also oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but you don't but have you that know, money so you know 
But oh, and that's and we'll wrap it up after this. Uh, you yeah. did mention that you know, it made him feel a lot better about himself too. You know he, what I mean? He didn't do it for the other people. Bro. That nigga's a fucking liar. He did it for himself. He's fucking liar. Nobody does anything like that for themselves. If you don't feel good about yourself until you change something external, it's for other people. Period. Because which validates how you feel internally. That's the that's exactly the second piece of that. Because who the fuck told you that you were not adequate to exist in your own skin? I know it wasn't some shit that you came up with by yourself. You don't give a fuck about how tall you are in the apartment by your fucking self. You don't like looking up at other motherfuckers. You don't like the way women women view you. Fuck out of mm-hmm. here. He, he did, so, did it for himself. I can understand that. If you got it, if you got that 25K and you're willing to go through that recovery process and then you can reap the benefits of having social and some possible uh, heightened better career success by getting over that six foot mark of hell, just getting, you know, two feet tall. Phenomenal. I ain't sweating. I ain't mad at it. I think uh, that's pretty much about uh Yeah, that's pretty much uh, been the show, uh, everybody. It's been Josh. It's been Eddie. Um, if you're looking up everywhere you go, you might be seeing a red flag. And if you think that a woman's value is tied up in her marriage status, then it might be you that's waving a red flag. What's going on Everybody. up there? What y'all doing up there? <laughs> I need to get to the countries on there. I need a couple more inches, all right? This motherfucking bro. Oh, shit. All right. Yo, um, uh, 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 God damn, y'all know I get tongue-tied. But yes, thank y'all so much for tuning in. As always, um, please do remember, like, subscribe, comment. Um, Click that notification, that notification bell. bell. Click that notification bell. On, on Wednesday nights, come through to the live chats. Saturday nights, come through. No, come through. To the, come, damn, Wednesday nights, come through for the premiere. Saturday yeah. nights, come through for the live chat. And um, yes, yeah, if you can, you know, want to support more, um, remember, you can, uh, you know, subscribe to the Patreon, become a member on YouTube, or across all of our other social media platforms, such as Spotify, YouTube and was am I missing something else, my brother? Yeah, no, it's those three: YouTube, Patreon, Spotify. You can become a community member and get all the full podcast experience, get our bonus episodes, join the live, join the Discord, all like this shit. Bet, bet. All right, we will see y'all next week. Peace, peace. That's it. Whoop. All right, and stopping recording. It's a red flag.